What a great story, huh? It is a great story. You know what I love about this story is it's full of gifts and surprises. <laughs> there are tons of surprises in this story. Come on, man, how surprised was Mary? Yes. I'm sure all of you women would have been a little surprised <laughs> with that proclamation. And then if you were a shepherd in that day, you were the outcasts of society. You were the ones that nobody else wanted anything to do with. And you're the one that the magnitude of the host, which means the armies of heaven, reached to. I mean, come on. They were surprised. And the surprising thing was this amazing gift that was going to come. So you guys, that's why we do what we're going to do tomorrow, or maybe some of you tonight. That's why we give gifts and we make them surprises. Because it's the Christmas story. And by the way, we make gifts surprises, right? That's why we wrap them. We wrap them because we want them to be a surprise. Wouldn't it be a, such a bummer if tomorrow morning you walked down, got to the Christmas tree, and everything was just laying there? Not wrapped up? No, man, we want the surprise. And I don't know about you, when I was a kid, and so we do this now with my family, you know, you give people a number of different gifts, but you always wait and you save the greatest gift for last. How many of you guys do that, right? You're just waiting and you're waiting, oh, but I can't wait to give you this one because this is the greatest gift I have for you. Well, God so loved you, me. God so loved the world that he gave the greatest gift. So I'm just gonna read a couple verses from what Steve just read for us, Luke chapter one, verse 30. <clears throat> when the angel Gabriel said to Mary, don't be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. And he, he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. You know, as I read through all the Christmas story passages again this year and just felt like, okay, God, what, what do we want to talk about this year for Christmas? For some reason, I just got stuck on Gabriel's first proclamation, the first thing he says about Jesus to Mary. And he says, he will be great. And you know what, you guys? No one had any idea how great he was actually gonna be. They had no idea. And that's what I wanna unpack with you today on this Christmas Eve. And by the way, <clears throat> I have a surprise for you because it's a surprising season. Because God surprised me this morning. You know, I, I love to get up every morning and just, I, I just love connecting with God, reading his word. And, and, I, and what he revealed to me this morning was so surprising to me. And then I really sense that I'm supposed to share it with you. So, so hang in here because I, I got a surprise for you at the end. But how great was Jesus? He was greater than all of nature. He was greater than illness and disease. He was greater than the demonic world. He was greater than temptation and sin. And ultimately, he was greater than death through his resurrection, showing us that his kingdom will never end. And what's interesting, you guys, about all of those things that Jesus was greater than, all of them, 
All these things humans have no power over. We have no power over the nature and weather, illness and disease, the demonic world, temptation and sin, and obviously death. And then Jesus comes, born in human flesh, and he has power over all these things. He will be great. And he's greater than those. So what was Jesus revealing by being the greatest? That he was greater, here's what he was revealing, that he is greater than any created thing. And so Jesus said, he goes, he told us, listen, I am not of this world. Jesus was bringing in something supernatural into the natural. The, he, he called it the kingdom of God, which is the way of God. And then, we, and then he says, this is the way it is in heaven. So Jesus was saying, I'm coming from something outside of the created world and I'm greater than the created world. And I want you to know that there is a heaven. There is a perfect dwelling with God. And then as we're gonna look at today, he goes, and I came because I want to reconcile this broken, hurting world. And I want to reconcile it with the supernatural heaven kingdom of God world. These two things Jesus says, I'm bringing together. I'm reconciling you to God forever. So his greatness in all these things, nature and illness and the demonic world, in all of those things though, they pale. They really pale in comparison to the greatness of his love. What made his love so great? <laughs> It's because it is a love unlike anything you and I have ever experienced. I don't care who the greatest person in your life is that's loved you. They have never loved you with the love that Jesus revealed. He had a power, a supernatural power outside of the created world to love in a way that created beings can't love. Let's just soak this in here. Jesus said in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this than to lay, one, lay one's life, lay down, excuse me, one's life for one's friends. First John 3, 16, this is how we even know what love is. Is that Jesus Christ would lay down his life for us. And then in Romans 5, 8, it says God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So again, out of all the greatness of Jesus that he showed in the created world, his great love trumps it all. Why? Because Jesus actually sees sinners as his friends. Now, now what would we call a sinner? A, a sinner is really someone who just can't meet the standard. When you can't meet a standard, it's like that's what sin was. And what Jesus was saying is, man, you can't be what, and some of us fear this, I can't be what God wants me to be. And Jesus goes, awesome. You are my friend. You are my friend. 
But sin also means that we are actually doing things that are against God. We, we live in ways that are not his ways. And all of God's ways are good and right. And God's in the ways against him. He calls sin. And so then people go, well, what about those people? What, what about people who are actually doing things against him? He goes, Jesus is like, awesome. You too are my friends. Let me show you my love. It's not like the love that you experience with any other human. I love you. When you can't be, no matter how hard you try, what I want you to be. And even today, if you don't care about me, if you want to live against me, I want you to hear this Christmas, Jesus calls you his friends. Now why? Why did he love us this way? Why did Jesus need to come and reveal this amazing love that's otherworldly? Well, in 1 John 4, 9 and 10, it says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world. So there we go. Merry Christmas. That's what that is. God sent Jesus into the world. That's what we're celebrating today and tomorrow. But why did he do it? So that we might have eternal life through him. And then he goes on. This is, and I love, this is real love. Okay? So the love that we experience on a human level it's a portion, it's a taste of love, but it's not real love, guys. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Jesus' whole plan was, listen, you guys, again, all sin is, and every human being has it. Everyone has it. I know I say this at K2, so forgive me all you K2 people, but everybody else... I, some people go, no, we're not sinful. And I go, no, 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 just have children. <laughs> and, and, and it's so true because your kids, the first two words out of kids' mouths are no and mine. <laughs> you don't have to train a child to say no to you. <laughs> and you don't have to train them to think about themselves. See, the sin thing that Jesus came to take away is every human being is just bent naturally away from God and we want to do our own thing. And God goes, well, listen, I want to take that away. I want to take that away. And I'm going to give you instead myself. We're going to get back together. I'm going to forgive you of all of that. And we're going to be back together. And we're going to live in union. That's what eternal life is, being in union with God, both right now while you're on this broken, hurting planet and forever. So let me just unpack this a little bit more. The, look, let's look at this great, real, apparently, godly love. Here's what I know. I'm going to be totally honest with you, man. December has been a really, really crazy and difficult and hard month. I have been surrounded this month and had many conversations with people who believe at their core, at their core, that they have to be something or they have to do something, they have to do enough to be loved. And they also believe at their core that they haven't done enough to be loved. Guys, that is no way to live. 
And all of us on this planet, all of us at some level struggle with that. We know that I have to be something for you to love me or I have to do enough. If only I'm pretty enough. If only I'm smart enough. If only I'm successful enough. If only I'm good enough. And man, and when I'm not, man, when you guys know this, when you have not met another person's standard, or expectation of what they want for your life. I'm guaranteeing you, most of us have, ex- no, all of us have experienced people pulling away from us. That's human love. When you failed miserably and they pull away from you, it's the curse, you guys, of created humanity. All of human love is always because something or if something. If you do this, I'll love you. And if you stop, then I'm gonna pull my love away. Man. It's no way to live. But Gabriel said that Jesus will be great. And he will be the son of the most high. He's going to come into earth and reveal a love that is not of this created world. It's great. It's real. And it's supernatural. Now, let me to ask you or share with you what difference, what difference would this great love do for you. If you knew that you were loved while you were a sinner, in other words, when you, if you could know that when you were falling short, that God in Christ is going, I love you. And if you knew that when in your heart, when you were bent away from God and you couldn't follow him, that he would come and say to you, I love you. What would that do? I tell you what, his love is great. It is greater than your biggest mistake. Jesus' love is greater than your greatest failure. It's greater than all of your shortcomings. It's greater than the darkest sin that you are trying so hard to cover up right now. It's greater than your past, and it's greater than your present struggles. And my guess is, those things right there, mistakes, Failures, shortcomings, sins, dark sins, struggles. I guarantee you, those are the things right there that have caused either people to pull away from you or they've caused you to pull away from people because you're so scared that if somebody would know the real you, they wouldn't love you. Well, let's keep going, man. Jesus is greater than anyone's opinion of you. Jesus is greater than anyone's judgment of you. And Jesus is greater than anybody who has rejected you. For his love is for sinners because sinners are his friends. They just don't know it yet. And that's true about every human on this planet. And his love will take that away. You know, another thing that I love that Jesus said He said, greater love. He said, you know, he said, I'm sorry. The greatest, he says, in the kingdom of God, in the way of God, is the servant of all. And so he says, so I didn't come to be served. I came to be a servant. He goes, so Christmas, Jesus didn't come at Christmas so you'd all get your act together and serve him. He goes, no, I came so that I could serve you. And then he says, and give my life as a ransom for many. Now, what's a ransom? A ransom is a payment that you make to get something back that belongs 
to you. (laughs) Can I just encourage you on this Christmas, man? The only reason you're sitting in these pews is because God thought of you. You are his idea. You are his creation and he loves you and he wants you back. You belong to God. And Jesus said, I came so I could purchase you back. He goes, I'll pay the price to take away your sin and forgive it and then bring you back to where you belong, which is reconciled into a union with me and intimacy and a oneness with me. He goes, that is eternal life. And you can experience it here on this broken planet. Jesus wants to be in union with you. And then forever. And this is where the surprise comes in. So in my time right now, I'm reading a book called First Thessalonians. And in this book, I, I read this passage this morning. And the first, as soon as I read it, I was like, man, that's a weird passage to read on Christmas. Like here I am thinking about the birth of Jesus and how he just got here and, and we're going to celebrate that. But I'm just going to read this for you. <laughs> Because as I sat and meditated it on this morning, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is what Jesus wants us to know, even at Christmas. Because it's all about the end. This is why he came. Listen to this. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. For the Lord Jesus himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Why? Because he's great. First, The believers who have died will rise from their graves. And then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then we will be with the Lord, Jesus, forever. Two of you are excited. (laughs) But seriously, you guys... I, so, I, I mean, I sat with this again this morning, and I'm like, doesn't this sound like a science fiction movie? I mean, this sounds like something so fanciful, something that's, no, this is going to be weird, man. <laughs> like, we're actually going to rise in the air and go be with Jesus? Like, ugh, I don't know if that's going to happen. But you know what? You know what else is weird? A virgin birth's pretty weird, y'all. A resurrection from the dead is pretty weird. And more people gather on Christmas to celebrate a miraculous supernatural birth. And in April, more people will come and celebrate the belief that a man rose from the dead. But I got to tell you this, man. God had prophesied for hundreds of years, this hundreds of years, the Israelites, the Jewish people were waiting and waiting and waiting. Will these prophecies that say there will be this birth of a Messiah and a resurrection, will it ever happen? And what God said would happen, happened. And we believe it. And that's why we're here tonight. And I want to tell you, he says, here's the other thing that's going to happen. Jesus came the first time to take away your sin and to reconcile you back to myself so that you could become my child. And then someday, he's coming back. And as weird as that seems, you guys, don't forget, it was as crazy back then to think that a virgin birth and a resurrection happened. And someday, Jesus says, I'm coming and you will rise with me, 
and I'm gonna take you to be with me forever. That is actually why we have Christmas. So Christmas is great because it's all about love. God so loved that he gave us Jesus. Jesus so loved that he gave us his life and he's offering you that great gift right now on December 24th of 2021. The gift of taking away your sin, forgiving it, and the gift of giving you himself so that you would never have to walk another minute on earth without him. And that on that day when you die, you know you'll be with him forever. Can I just tell you, man, it's awesome. It is awesome to be a child of God. It is awesome to be loved when I can't be what he wants me to be. And he still loves me. I need to be fully known in all of my brokenness and fully loved. And so do you. And he's the only one who has it. And he's got it for you. And so in John chapter 1, verse 12, John wrote, To all who did receive him and to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So what do we do? He says, this Christmas, man, there's a gift for you. He says, all you have to do is put your faith and believe that the one that we're here celebrating is actually the son of the most high, the son God, who came to save you. Put your faith in him and then say, Jesus, here I am. I want to receive your forgiveness and I want to receive your life. I give you mine for yours. And he says, as soon as you do that, you then become a child of God, born of his spirit forever. And so in 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So before Mike comes up, I just want to give you the invitation today. How, how, how could I not? This is the greatest gift in all the world. Jesus came to be in union with you. And all you have to do is say, I want you, Jesus. I want to give you my life. And I want to receive you to forgive me and to fill me. He says, if you'll do that today, then you can become his child. So let's pray. Would you guys pray? Let's just bow our heads and let's pray. Father, man, we, we are just so grateful for Christmas, for this gift of Jesus Christ. Jesus, we worship you because you showed yourself to be greater than every created thing, even death itself. But man, we worship you because your love is greater than any created thing. Thank you for giving your life to us, laying your life down for your friends, even while we were still sinners. And Lord, I just pray right now that you would whisper that love to every person in this room because there's not a person here that you didn't create to be with you forever. But as the scripture said, it's those who believe, it's those who believe who will rise with you. God, would you speak to every heart right now through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
Jesus, would you just tell people who need to hear it today that you love them? You love them. You love them with a love like they've never experienced. And if that's you today, I just want to say, then you can receive him today. And you could have the greatest Christmas you've ever had. And if that is you, if anyone in here, if you're sensing at all a draw from God to receive Christ today, would you just raise your hand while everybody's praying? Would you just raise your hand if anybody is receiving, sensing the desire to actually receive Jesus Christ? And Lord, I pray for every heart. It's why you came. It's why you came. And it's why we're here. What great love you have lavished on us that you would call us children of God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so what Jesus said, he goes, now I want you to remember how much I love you because you're going to have a hard time. I do. I struggle to remember how much he loves me. So Jesus said, so yeah, I want you guys to remember. So he's instituted what we call communion. He goes, I want you to celebrate regularly and remember if you've received me, you and I are one. And so Mike Packer's gonna come back up and he's gonna lead us through communion.